You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Awesome, 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 awesome with you. That you're awesome I'm glad I'm not a possum Cause I'm awesome And that's awesome with Joe Hey everyone, welcome to episode 28 of That's Awesome with Joe I'm Joe Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in I know it's been about a month Maybe a little less than a month Since I've put out an episode But we took some time off for the holidays Josh and I Uh, Just spend some time with family. Uh, I was home on the East Coast, flew in uh, early December to avoid traveling when everyone else was, and then flew back here um, January 7th, I want to say, so after everyone else had flew home from then too. So doing my best to maintain social distancing, but definitely wanted to get home and see family, go back to the cold, see some snow. There was one day where it snowed, I think it was like three and a half, four feet overnight when I was up in New Hampshire. It was pretty nuts. So yeah, thanks for uh, sticking with us and and coming back in, and we'll be back to our weekly episodes now. Um, For this week's episode, uh, this was a fun one for me. We had um, Keith Wallen from Breaking Benjamin on, formerly of Adelita's Way, and who's also just released some stuff for his solo project, so we had a lot to talk about. Keith is probably the most tenured musician I've had on so far. So he's had quite a career um, professionally in music, probably over the last 20 years or so. And he's got quite a story too. So this was a, a fun one because, again, even though you know he's progressed further along in his career or has had quite a lengthy one, he's really sunk in and found himself in a pretty sweet spot, um, I think the story that he has is pretty consistent with a lot of the other ones with how him getting into the position that he's been in is really just about, you know, making the connections with people early on in your career and capitalizing on them and being just a genuinely good person to be around. So, um, I had a lot of fun with it. I I thoroughly enjoy, um, Keith's solo music as well. So make sure you do check it out. It did just come out and we, uh, reference it in the episode and you will hear one of the songs immediately after I finish talking uh, which is now so I'm going to send it over to the interview out on the coldest side of the moon seeking a way to get back to you Trying to forget my 
Right, and I'm here with Keith Wallen. Keith, thank you for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is our first episode back after a long, uh, I guess we'll call it holiday break. Um, so I, I, this is one we've been looking forward to for a while. So I'm glad we can come back and, and uh, kind of hear your story and, and hear what you've been up to. But um, first off, if, if you wouldn't mind just kind of doing a quick intro for yourself, letting everyone know who you are, where you're from, and uh, kind of what you do. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm Keith. Uh, grew up in West Virginia, moved to Tennessee um, in my late teens, went to college there, started uh, my first band uh, in Knoxville and um, had that band for about eight years and eventually joined a band called Adelita's Way for about four years. And then that led me to my current band, Breaking Benjamin, and I've been with them for five years, going on six years, which is crazy to say because it feels like it was just yesterday. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So, so you've had quite the uh, the journey here. It's when when did you uh, kind of start taking music seriously? I'd say I was probably in high school. Um, a friend of mine uh, played guitar and. You know, I'd go over to his house and, and, you know, he'd always be just like, you know, putting on, you know, Van Halen and all kinds of, you know, awesome guitar, you know, you know, bands mm-hmm. and music. And uh, he was like, check this out. I learned this riff. And I was like, dang, that's cool. You know, I, I need to learn how to play guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I eventually got uh, just like this old practice acoustic guitar. And, um, you know, and he would like show me he would show me you know, how to play certain things. And, you know, it it really was a lot of fun for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, we eventually kind of kept playing and eventually started a band. Yeah. Gotcha. So it kind of came from just wanting to play an instrument more so than, or, or did, would you say like, were you always into music even when you were younger? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've always loved music. Um, and I never really, um, like my, my dad, um, like way back in the day, he used to be, um, a singer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I never really kind of thought about it, but then once I did kind of think about it, I was like, wow, well, that kind of makes sense. He did it. Maybe I could try and do it. And, and, uh, and he was, you know, super supportive and was really just kind of stoked about the idea. Yeah. So, uh, but it's one of find those that things to be a pretty big help. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, the support I've got from, from my family has been, uh, invaluable and it's, and, and I realize that's not always the case with people, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, how do you, how do you tell somebody one day, like, I think I want to be in a band, you know, <laughs> it's probably like a lot of parents worst nightmare. They're like, Oh gosh, can't you just, you know, be an accountant I or, know. or an Did engineer? you have like, I, I didn't really have any reservations about talking to my parents about that. They were always super supportive, but I heard from a close friend of mine how difficult it was for him to tell his parents, like, oh, I'm not going to do the college route and, yeah. and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I, I well, they told me, they basically said, look, if you go to college, they, they at least wanted me to do that. They were like, if you go to college, uh, we'll support you with whatever you want to do. So I, I, I did do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the whole time in college, I'm sitting there in lectures and, you know, sitting there trying to write lyrics and thinking about band practice, right, right. you know, the, the, the gears were turning constantly. Right. Right. And, and what band was it that you said that you had, was, was this the, the band that you had, did you end up touring with this band that you were in at that time? 
uh, just kind of regionally. The the band was called Copper, and right, um, that's what it was, Copper. Yeah, we just kind of played um, just kind of around the area, Knoxville, you know, East Tennessee, Atlanta, Nashville, Chattanooga. Did you? Uh, I remember there was a place I used to play in that in, in Knoxville years ago. Something Saloon, Long Branch Saloon. Yes. Long Branch <laughs> yeah. Saloon. Oh yeah. Oh my God, that place was pretty wild. Yeah, it was um, interesting. We played there one time, and I was like, "All right, well, we can say we played this place. It was, like, <laughs> it was a cool place, but I was yeah. like, I don't know." It, if it was like upstairs, out. right? Yeah, it was like this little room upstairs. Yep. Yeah, I think we stayed for an open mic, like a open mic comedy night afterward, and our drummer got like blackout drunk and went up and tried to do comedy and got like heckled off the stage. Oh my gosh. It was great. We had, we had a similar kind of, kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't uh negative heckling, but it was kind of like positive heckling, but like overbearing just too much. Like we were playing oh, really? uh, one of our, you know, one, uh, one of our band members friends were there and he was so drunk. He was just like, y'all going to blow up. Dude, you guys are like every oh, in between, okay. I in got you. every song we were like, yo, we need to thank you, dude, but uh tone it down a little bit. Right. Oh <laughs> man, that's so awkward. You never know how to approach those situations. Uh-uh. You're like a little overbearing, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's tricky. So um that was like the first kind of segue for you into you know, trying to make a band bigger than just being a band, like taking it on the road and, and, and gaining fans and all that stuff. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, those were the, the MySpace days. Uh, yeah. you know, we eventually times, Oh, it really was. And, and really a precursor to where we are now, you know, social yeah. media is everywhere now, of course. Uh, but you know, back then it was kind of a new thing and, you know, right. we really trying to, it was great for bands. Oh yeah. I, I miss the MySpace days for bands. Yeah, it was it was really good. We we put our work in too. We you know every birthday we'd get on there, you know, happy birthday, and mm-hmm. you know that was a, a daily thing. Uh, remember how like you could? I remember like I don't know why this is all flooding back to me now. But Josh, this is like before your time, I think. But like uh, custom like MySpace themes and backgrounds and stuff. Do you remember all that stuff? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. You like pay like hundreds of dollars to these designers that could make, you know, all use all your artwork for stuff. It's just a totally different way of marketing. Yeah. Wow. Good old, good Sorry, old that's my tangent on on technology. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So you were with Copper. And, and when did that kind of, I don't know if you'd say come to an end, but what, how did that kind of close that chapter? So it was, uh, we, I was in that band from 2000 to 2008. Oh wow! So pretty long time. Yeah, it was a good it was a good bit of time. Um, pretty much my my whole twenties, and uh, we uh, you know we played regionally. We we played a bunch of showcases for for various labels, and for whatever reason, just couldn't couldn't get over the hump. Couldn't get to that mm-hmm. next level. And you know, after a while, after you know various member changes over the years, it was just kind of like I don't think this is going to go anywhere. And uh, you know, which was hard. It was, yeah. it was, it was tough. Cause I mean, my whole life had been, mm-hmm. you know, revolved and completely immersed in that band and that project that, you know, it was my baby. Yeah. And, um, it's a so hard it thing, tough, to but I, it, it was tough. I just, I don't know. I felt like I had to make an adult decision and right. just, right. you know, move on and try, try some kind of other alternate route. 
Did you think like maybe this was the end of music for oh, you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely did. I, I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, I love to write songs. Maybe I could move to Nashville and, and, and just try to meet some people and maybe start another band, but just really focus on writing and, and just be on that side of things. But um, yeah, it didn't turn out that way either. Right. Yeah. That same experience with me when my band broke up that I had like spent, I guess it was maybe eight or nine years. Yeah. Eight or nine years, like touring consistently showcases, all that stuff and just kind of ran its course. It's tough to say goodbye to that though. You know, when you think all that effort and time into something. Oh, it was. And I remember we had played a show somewhere in South Carolina and after the show, even during the show, I knew that I was done. And I hadn't mm-hmm. told anybody yet. And oh, okay. So this wasn't like the band was playing like a final show thing. This was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, it was just like, I just can't do it anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, you know, after the show, I just kind of talked to the band and just told them. And it was super tough. Gosh, it was like, <laughs> it was like breaking up with somebody, right. really, you know. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, I've been there. Um, but ultimately, would you say positive decision? I think so. I think we had reached about, um, you know, the pinnacle of where we were going to be, where we we're going to get. And I, I felt like yeah. any other time and, and resources and, and emotions spent would, would have just been us spinning our tires and, you know, and I really, I really, um, I was really good friends with these guys and I wanted to stay friends with them. I didn't want Mm -hmm. it to, to, you know, go down a a toxic path of just us all resenting each other and stuff. So, you know, like I said, I felt like I needed to make an adult decision. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But it looks like you guys did some, I'm, I'm just on your Wikipedia right now, just reading a little bit. Like you had some pretty great supporting slots and everything. It looked like even in the career, but ultimately you would say like, wasn't successful or whatever. You had some pretty big highs. It looks like for sure. There were some definite highlights. Um, you know, we made it farther than I, I would have thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Time time runs its course. It does. It does. I mean, I definitely look back at it with, with fondness. I look back at it, man, those were, those were the good old days. Like I I don't have any, regrets or anything um you know right kind of time to do something else yeah and so how did that lead to you joining because it wasn't long after that that you ended up joining Adelita's way right correct yes I had uh, a few mutual friends one of them his name was Greg Johnson and um I believe he's uh I believe he's at Columbia now but um at the time he worked for Atlantic and he he really just really liked our band and and after the band was kind of um done you know i kept in contact with him and and you know he would he hit me up one day and he's like hey there's this band they're you know kind of looking for a rhythm guitar player backup vocalist you know would would this be something you'd be interested in he's like they're signed you know they're they're you know just kind of getting started Mm -hmm. and uh and i was like sure and i was also friends with um you know one of their producers and i think they're a and r guy and and they all kind of helped kind of put put us all together and i got an audition went up auditioned in chicago and uh ended up getting the gig and um you know playing with those guys for a while yeah it's funny like these are the moments that i think i get the most uh 
comments or, or uh, questions about is like how those relationships that you cr that you have from like previous projects or previous times in your life um, just happen to give you this opportunity to, you know, it completely changes the trajectory of your life, right? Without even knowing that these, you know, individuals that you meet would or that there's any possibility of that happening. Like you were saying, like, exactly. You were, it might have been the end of music for you. And then all of a sudden you get a call about a band that's on the up and up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, it's, it's true. Uh, you know, you said it exactly right. You just never know. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's really, I'm really thankful and really grateful that, uh, you know, I've, I've always had some, some really good friends and people that I've confided in and, and uh, people that's been supportive. So it's always good right. to have a good support network, you know, even yeah. if it's, you know, in music or without music, you know, it all it all helps. Yeah. And it's also just like, you know, <laughs> there's too many people out there that that get uh, wrapped up in their own immediate success or like whatever's happening in the moment and, and don't have the foresight to see like, oh, I shouldn't maybe act this way in front of these people <laughs> at some point. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like basically just don't be a dick and then think like people will like you and want to help you out with stuff. Right. Yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah. it's, it's like I've, I've seen the uh, various musicians, you know, that have not been super nice. Um, you know, whether it's just like local bands or whatever that you're just like, man, that guy is just wrapped up in his world. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, I never, I never wanted to be like that. So, yeah. And I find that, you know, the more people I talk to, especially, uh, on this podcast, uh, and, and the more I hear the stories, uh, it, it is really remarkable how many people find success just because of, you know, exactly like your story. Like even myself, the only reason I ended up in ice nine kills is because me and Spencer, have been close for so long and I had been assisting them with writing in the background and everything. And then That's one day, awesome. yeah, one day I get after four years of quitting music, getting a call to join. I mean, hesitantly I did, but you know what I mean? It's just like, if you, if, if you're a good person and people like working with you, you'll get, you'll get the opportunities. Yeah. It's uh, lots of times, um, you know, that, that will open more doors than just talent, you know? Right. I, exactly. Like, being a good, I, I've said this before, like being a person that is good to tour with, I find more important, honestly, than, you know, just pure musicianship. Yeah, definitely. You got to be a good hang. That's for sure. Yeah. Or just not a bad hang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Um, all right, cool. So, um, so what was that like joining that band? How was it going into something where you didn't really know any of the, the members? Um, it was, you know, terrifying and it's in its own little way. Um, you know, it's just a, you know, I'm used to this whole other thing and I'm just kind of thrown into this completely different world, new people, mm -hmm. new music, new experiences, new tours, new, right. but new possibilities, you know? So, um, you know, I just jumped in, um, were you writing with them immediately? Not immediately. I, I believe once I when I first joined their their debut album was pretty much already written and recorded. And yeah. um, so it was just kind of like, you know, the touring cycle was just kind of starting. So uh, gotcha. But yeah, yeah. later on, um, you know, we, we started to write a little bit and I was included in that a little bit. So so that right, was right. cool. 
So what was like, you were in that band for, what was it, like four or five years? Yeah, it's like four years, I think. Yeah, and, and what was what was like the highlights of, of that experience? I'm just looking at some of these bands that you've toured with. Yeah, oh man. Um, pretty nuts. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, we had a few number one songs when I was in the band. Yeah. Uh, which was super cool. I, I'd never been a part of a project that, you know, had a, un, you know, quote unquote number one. Right. Um, and, uh, so that was kind of, kind of neat. And, um, yeah, <laughs> that's the way to yeah, put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it kinda was really, neat. it was really cool. Uh, but also just the tours that, that we were playing, you know, we were playing with so many bands that I looked up to and, um, you know, meet, yeah. these, meeting these people and, and just, you know, hanging out with them on a daily basis. It was just like, wow, this is, this is super cool, but it's always funny. Cause you always have it in the back of your head. You're like, someone's going to tell me that I'm not supposed to be here at some point. <laughs> it's like, am like I, this is an accident. I'm yeah, a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I am, I'm, I'm, am I just faking it here? But, um, honestly, dude, I don't mean to like blow smoke or anything, but like that, the first moment that I felt like that being in ice nine was when ice nine played with you guys at rock fest. I want to say, yeah, and like we I played early that. on. Yeah, yeah, we played earlier, and then I watched you guys. It's like we have no business being here right now. Oh <laughs> like, no, whatever. Shit. I, I watched you guys. I was. Uh, I oh, was did on, you? Yeah, I was on stage left, and I, I watched your all's whole set because. Uh, oh, cool. Because you know we had never played together. I don't think. No, and, no. And so I was like, man, I want to check these guys out. And uh, oh, thank you. That's great. Yeah. It was, so which so which one were you? Which what? I'm the crow. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's funny though because that I remember that show. Um, like three days earlier, our our guitar player had put his tuning peg through my cheek, oh, so I geez. didn't have the full face paint on. I could only do half, so no one knew what I was at all. Dang, <laughs> it's all part. But of, yeah, that, all part of the show. It's just making right, right, right. Well, that's the thing is like when I was bleeding out of my face for like ten songs straight everyone just thought it was makeup and i was like no i need to go <laughs> stitches like, like wow the, you're all special effects are so awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i also nope, love that's... how you're the not the bass player you're just the crow yeah i know no one actually calls me the bass no one knows I, even what i play i'm just the character now <laughs> that's great but there's a blessing in that because i can take off the makeup and then go stand i prefer watching bands from the crowd than on the stage just for the sound. Yeah, you no, know? totally. And so I always just take the makeup off and no one knows who I am. And I just go hang by the sound booth or something, you know, it's a great trick. Hey, same, same here, except I don't have to wear makeup. I just walk out there and no one knows who I am anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not lead singers. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So man, what was it? I'm going to ask you a couple specific ones here just cause I'm curious. What, what was it like? Uh, did you tour with Deftones or did you just play with them? Yeah, we just played a festival with them once. I oh, think man. it was. Um, they're like bucket list for me. Oh man, they're so awesome! It, I, I think it was Ca- a Carolina Rebellion one year. I think oh, okay. it's called something else now, but yeah, I, I um, only know what is that though. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it was either it was either that or Rock on the Range. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was like, I'm I'm counting this. We played with Deftones. This definitely counts. <laughs> Yeah, that's huge. And then Guns N' Roses too. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy thing. Also, obviously, it was before you know the major reunion with Slash and everybody. But um, 
you know, I think it was Axel. Um, gosh, what was the uh, what was the other guitar player at the time? Was it the um, DJ Ashba? That was yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that. we um, yeah somehow we got invited to play uh, at, in Vegas with them uh, on New Year's Eve, like two nights in a wow. row. And um, so yeah, that was definitely a bucket list kind of thing. It was it was yeah. cool. I remember we were backstage we were loading in on the first day and and uh you know axel comes in and he like kind of walks by and we were all just like holy shit that's axel uh-huh. rose <laughs> Pretty nuts, right? <laughs> this is real so but it, was, but it was cool isn't it interesting like when when you guys would play and forgive me for not knowing this um um in adelita's way what what kind of size clubs were you guys playing in uh, it was usually like kind of like House of Blues. Right, right. Uh, and so that, going from that and then going to like – that's what I had assumed. But going from that to playing with Guns N' Roses in Vegas, was that like arenas? Yeah, it was a place called The Joint uh, okay. at Hard Rock. Uh, and that must – I'm always just uh, – there, there's these like moments that I have where I, I get kind of like, whoa, I didn't expect – that we were doing something this big and it's always with the size of the stage, not necessarily the room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's I like, totally. Wow. It's like, wow, there's so much room for activities on this stage. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I don't know how bands like can make it. Cause you see a band like, I mean, even you guys like breaking Ben, you see a band like that on a stage that big fill up the whole space. Right. Right. And it's totally. like, it, that's what makes it so cool and impactful. Um, but like, you know, when a band like Ice Nine, for example, or even my old band goes and plays this place that's bigger, it kind of makes our like stuff look a little rinky dink and everything. So those are those moments where I'm like, this is fucking cool that like <laughs> this place is this big and we're we're putting our little stuff on it. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we we definitely had that feeling. Um, and even some of the, the you know, the tours um kind of in the the later half when i was with them just you know we did like an uproar tour Mm. with some huge bands and and it was the same kind of thing you know our 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 little half stacks and everything just kind of in front of this monstrosity of production Um, but yeah it's a it's a cool feeling and and honestly you know i i like it i i like the um excitement of it it was like wow you know it's it's like uh it's like, whoa, this is, these are like, these are the playoffs. It's like, there's right. a lot more riding on this. Let's, let's do it, you know? Right. It feels like a much more important thing. Uh, let's see here. So how did uh, the Adelita's Way chapter come to a close then? So around the end of that uh, time, I guess it was 2013, um, it was a similar kind of thing. I, I kind of felt like I just needed to kind of do something else. So this was just you making the decision again. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I kind of was just, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I was um, super happy out on tour and, and it was just kind of affecting my mental health and got it. You know, I was Was just like, like, I mean, not so much that I, I mean, yeah, a little bit of that. Um, I don't know. I guess I just, I don't know. I wanted to, do something else for a while. I felt like, um, I had done it long enough and you know, those, those guys are awesome and, and super talented and they're still out there, you know, doing their thing. Um, but, um, you know, I actually felt- think I, I booked a tour for them when I was a booking agent, maybe right after you left. Oh, gotcha. I think I could be wrong. 
but somewhere around that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after that, like, so you left in 2014. Yeah. 2013, actually. 2013. Yeah. And then, so how did the next thing happen? So that was so, kind of out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was I, honestly, um, to me, I, I definitely felt like it was out of nowhere. We, we had done some tours, um, with breaking Ben and uh what's funny is like uh, uh, ironically also my first band copper we had opened up some shows for breaking band so oh really i I had opened up for them in two different bands Mm. um and so like you know i kind of wrote this um just kind of this letter on facebook that was you know just kind of a resignation slash thank you slash you know i don't know sort of just message really just kind of get the word out and thank all the, you know, my former bandmates and management and everything for all the support and, and, uh, you know, posted it up and I got a message from Ben and he just said, Hey man, you know, um, I'm, I'm starting to kind of get this, this band back together and, and starting to get it fired up. I'm, you know, wanted to know if you'd be interested in, you know, sending me some videos of you playing and singing and, and, uh, so I was just like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Was there my- even like a second thought with that or were you just like, no, nah, I'm doing this? You know, it's funny. It's like, I had just kind of like finished putting out like this little EP of mine. It was like a solo EP. Mm-hmm. And, um, was that the allies EP? Yeah. One? Yeah, it was. And I yeah. started kind of talking with some friends of mine about possibly starting another band. And, uh, but it was it was one of those things where it was a no brainer. I'm like, I, I'm obviously super interested in, uh, you know, trying out for Breaking Ben mm-hmm. and see where it goes. And um, so I, you know, got on the phone with him and we, we kind of worked some stuff out. I'll send him some vids and, you know, if things are things are going well, then I eventually fly out and, you know, do the real deal. Right. And That's it's crazy, funny. though. It's just again, just a random phone call. Yeah. Yeah, it was. um it was, it was pretty wild. Um, I mean, that must be really great to, I mean, personally, I, I guess I'd be really flattered that someone reforming their band would think of me, you know, that is the, the, yeah, you, you nailed it. Um, I was completely flattered, completely surprised that he even remembered me or knew who I was from, right. From touring together. So, um, but clearly you must've made some sort of impact. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, so you end up kind of joining and, and I guess I'm curious of, of what the experience of that was being that the band was kind of, yeah, like reforming, re re announcing itself. Right. So yeah. what, what was that like for you uh, also being like a new member? Uh, it was exciting. It was super exciting. Um, you know, plus, uh, you know, my, my, well, a little bit of time went by after I kind of sent my videos in, um, you know, Ben wrote back, he's just like, Oh, these are great, man. You sound great. You know, I'll, I'll be in touch. And, and I didn't really hear anything for a a long time. Like I'd say it was probably like, I don't know, five months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in between that time, I basically just kind of resolved to the fact that I, I guess I didn't get it. So I just, you know, got a job and, and, uh, you know, I, I figured I was like, well, you know, I'll just try and focus on writing and, 
you know, see where that gets me. And, and then, uh, Jason, who's the other guitar player for breaking Ben, I've, I've known him for years, like back when he was in red and, uh, I believe copper opened some shows with them and, and, uh, he's always been super nice. He hit me up out of the blue, um, and was just like, yo, uh, you ever, would you ever consider joining another band? And, uh, and I was like, yeah. And he was just like, well, what if the band was breaking Benjamin? And I was just like, okay, well, that's funny. I, I mean, I, I talked to Ben, you know, a little, little bit back and, and he was just like, yeah, we're, uh, we're, you know, I think he's wanting to really kind of get together in a room and, and, uh, see if we can just start doing this. So I was just like, Oh, wow. wow. So, so then that started the whole thing. That's when we really, things really got serious, you know, before yeah. I kind of was like, I was excited about it, but you know, after I kind of didn't hear back for a while, uh, you know, I didn't press the issue. I wasn't going to write back or anything and be like, Hey, you still, you know, whatever. So, right. Um, yeah. I would have done the same. I would have assumed the same thing that it was just kind of, uh, must yep. have either found someone else or they're not doing it anymore. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, it was, it was, it was going down. And did they uh, ever tell you what took so long? <laughs> no, I believe they were just, um, taking their know, time too. Yeah. I, I think they were kind of just figuring things out and, uh, cause it's a big, it was a big thing. It was a big move, uh, on, on Ben's part. So I'm sure he wanted to make sure he, he, he got it right. So yeah, and I, I completely understand that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So you end up, just in Breaking Ben on a whim after a tryout and then five months of waiting. And then what, what, what happened after that? Like, what was it like a big first tour that was like the announcer or did well, you get straight to writing? Even before that, uh, once we got, we all got in a room and, you know, started rehearsing, it, it, it was, it was still not a for sure done deal. You know, it, I felt mm -hmm. like it was a very long kind of tryout slash, uh, get to know each other phase. Um, and you know, during that time we rehearsed a lot and, and, um, and then we booked, booked a couple shows there in, in Pennsylvania where the band formed. And once we played those first two shows, that's when I was like, okay, this is, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, I think we, uh, a lot of the, the album, uh, that we came back with, a lot of it was written. Um, except I think we needed one more song and, and, and I think we all just kind of helped out a little bit on that, on the, the writing of that. And that was really the only writing I got involved with, um, on the first album. But even okay. that, I, you know, for being such a new member, I was just completely blown away about how Ben was open to it and, yeah. um, you know, wanting to include us. So I was super grateful and, and it was Is, is he kind awesome. of like w w previously or, or even now, I guess, is he the, the main writer in it, in the band? Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. he is, he is the sound. It's, it's his vision. It's his, it's his baby, you know? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I guess going forward with that, you know, I just try to kind of honor, uh, his legacy and his music right. and his sound with whatever I bring to the table. Yeah. It's interesting because I think me and you are in, in, in similar situations, whereas like I, I'm a writer, like I write for a lot of other artists. I know you are a writer, you have your solo project, but we're also writers supporting, you know, the vision of someone else sure. in different things, too, which is I, I actually find that really gratifying and entertaining, like to be able to do that, like try to 
focus in on someone else's vision and create something that they would create, you know? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, uh, gosh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to write anything that anyone would like. So yeah, it's, (laughs) if, if this really, really great accomplished songwriter happens to like something that I bring to the table, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Right. Right. Well, that's pretty cool, man. And at, and at the same time that this whole thing, Breaking Ben was happening, you had just released your, your first solo EP, right? And that was, um, forgive me if I'm getting this wrong. I did listen to uh, a bunch of tracks on a bunch of these, but was this the one that was mostly acoustic-y kind of yeah. piano stuff? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, and then I, did that kind of take an immediate backseat? I mean, it, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, I'm just, I'm kind of an, uh, an, an unknown kind of artist anyway. Mm-hmm. So I believe it was just uh, uh, in a backseat <laughs> in itself. I gotcha. Uh, so this is more like th- th- these songs that you release under your own name or, or, or at, at first, I guess, or maybe even now are kind of just like for you right? Like they are songs that you had and you just want to put them out. Well, I think the first, the first endeavor, the first effort, uh, allies, that was definitely just, I'm learning how to record and all oh, these songs kind of sound kind of cool. I guess I'll put them out, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think more right. so now, uh, I really want to develop a, a, a solo career also in addition yeah. to, uh, being in breaking Benjamin. Uh, well, let's, let's talk about your solo career a little bit. Cause I, this is sure. where I kind of nerd out. Um, so I listened to a bunch of stuff. I definitely uh, I listened to the new single that you just put out a few days ago. That's Dream Away, right? Yep. Um, so talk to me about like influences here, because I definitely when I was listening through a bunch of your stuff, I, I was hearing like almost maybe I'm wrong about this, but I hear influences like in a timeline here based okay. on your releases. Ooh, you know? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, I, I definitely. you got me on the new one like almost immediately because i'm a sucker for that like um that that arpeggiated synth bass stuff you know like i am such a sucker for like the stranger things era sound Mm -hmm. um so you immediately got me there and then on the other uh, i I heard like r&b on what was that um the cover that was it was more colorful colorful i'll bring it up um summer sunday it was kind of like r&b-ish and like i don't know it, it definitely he, I, I hear like a bunch of different things across it but i'm super into these songs oh i appreciate like, it yeah they're they're really cool thank you yeah i uh I, as far as my influences i'm a, i'm you know i grew up in the 80s i've i always i've always loved 80s music 80s synth pop um mm-hmm. I mean, i'm a, kind of stuff. a huge sucker for synth pop yeah i just i love it um and you know obviously uh you know the staples like metallica and mm-hmm. stuff like that uh but um yeah i don't know it's it's funny i don't even really think about it that much i, I don't yeah. really go out to man i want a song that sounds like this per se i just i don't know you just write a song yeah and i mean and and my my producer that um produced this this latest album um his name's joe rickard and uh super talented guy he he did a lot of super cool sounds and and synth stuff that uh i just love so he was a big part of a, a lot of these sounds that's cool joe rickard 
Oh, I yeah. found him. I always like to research when uh, when I'm in these two. Oh, so he did worked he play with, drums uh, for Red? Yes, he did. I think that's and, how I know. Him. Yep, he played drums for Red. Um, and I and in Flames. That's yeah, right. and in Flames, right? Right, and he worked with Howard Benson. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, super, super talented producer, writer, drummer. It's, 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 it's kind of funny. I was just like, "Damn, Joe, is there anything you can't do?" Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just one of those dudes. He yeah. just touches stuff, and it's good. Yeah, and just super awesome, awesome dude. Really good friend. Yeah. That's great. So, what's next for the the solo project? Like, what's the goal with this stuff? Well, the goal is to uh, try to expose my music to as many people as I can. Um, is this something that you want to like take out on the road? I think so. Yeah. Eventually, um, you know, whenever that's a thing, obviously, um, schedule permitting with, uh, my, uh, my other band. Um, right. But yeah, Yeah. I I really would eventually love to get out and play some of these songs out there. And, um, yeah. Have you, have you toured with it before? I have not. I've I've played a few, just kind of a handful of solo shows, acoustic, just like here, acoustic stuff. Yeah, just here and there, um, but nothing, nothing major. If you were to do it, is that something where you would put together like a full band? I think so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it could be. Uh, a lot of these songs could be like really fun live. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully I could do them live. That's one thing. Uh, it's like when you record a song and you kind of go for it, you're like, oh, shit, I hope I can do this. <laughs> you know, it's funny as I was recording this artist uh, yesterday and we were talking about um, how sometimes you just or he was saying like, you know, it's just sometimes you just got to get in a room with people and just like play it out and like figure it out that way. And I was like, honestly, dude, I. I believe you and you're right. And I'm, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but thinking about it, I don't think I've done that for like 10 years. Like, wow. Me, <laughs> I really don't think I've like, cause everything I do is just on the computer now. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't, I just can't even, even when I like, even with like ice nine stuff, like practicing and everything, we did like one day of practice and it was mostly just for vocal stuff, you know, uh-huh. just cause we spend so much time, dialing down parts alone on the computer and everything oh yeah definitely i same here i'm i'm you know the majority of work i do is just on the computer but um it's definitely fun to get in the room and try to hash things out it's it is i miss doing that stuff yeah it it either goes really well or you're just like damn we need some work on this right right and it also just like for me personally i i know that i've gotten worse at guitar in the last like two years just because i haven't <laughs> i mean personally i i <laughs> grant i don't write a lot of music that has guitar in it but uh-huh. um when i do it's like i feel stupid on it now like i just don't have the dexterity anymore than i used to but i'm better <laughs> at bass <laughs> so right on there's that um all right man well cool um so we'll definitely tack a bunch of those songs onto this episode too so uh people will be able to hear them and everything um, let's jump back. I, I, let's let's go to kind of moving forward um, with any projects that you're involved in. W- what do you guys have that you can either talk about or allude to or or maybe nothing now that, you know, everyone's I've, I'm finding that more and more bands are kind of like taking that leap into trying to put something together or at least starting to consider options and everything. 
right now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely been a uh, tough year. A lot of time to kind of think about what uh, what the hell you're going to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of that time has, has been spent writing, at least for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, as far as, as, as Breaking Ben, we, we're always kind of just writing. We're always kind mm-hmm. of sending ideas back and forth. But really, um, everybody's just kind of been kind of focused on their own kind of individual uh, projects. So it's yeah. been cool. And it's been nice, you know, as, as crappy as it is to be forced to be home and not tour, it's, you know, I've, I've tried to look at the the positive side, which is like, oh, man, I would have never had this time to kind of work on this music. So, yeah, that's so that's true. been good. I mean, if. Uh, I think I've created some of the best stuff I have in this off off time, but I'm ready to go back <laughs> at yeah. this point. Yeah, it's like, all right, okay. Yeah, it's enough of that. We have we have something booked in May that there's no way is going to happen. It's mm. like a festival date in in England. Um, but other than that, I mean, it sucked because the last thing we were supposed to do was that five finger tour, and then that fell apart, and now. You know, we uh, it, it just blew because that was like the first arena tour we were doing, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we were looking forward to it. But hopefully that stuff happens again. I'm looking forward to eventually. I think inevitably we'll we'll end up doing at least festival dates together again. I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get I, some hangs in this time, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's look. Let's go from here. The, the, uh, well, the way we usually wrap up the episodes uh, is just one or two uh, entertaining tour stories that you might have. It can be about anyone, yourself, whoever, as long as they're cool with it being mentioned. Um, but you have quite a career here, so uh, it might take <laughs> take some time to, to pick through the years. The, the one that instantly pops in my head is, and I mean, I, we've probably mentioned this in, in various other interviews, but it's just so good. Uh and slash embarrassing, uh, that it just has to be done. Uh, okay. so this was our first major tour back, uh, as a band breaking Benjamin, we were playing rock on the range. Um, and they, they had these, uh, and it was main stage. So they had these kind of little trailers kind of backstage that, um, you know, it was like the green rooms for, for yeah. some artists, like little camper trailers, right? Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you don't get the the you know the main headliner kind of concrete back, you know, uh, green rooms, you kind of you're in these other little trailers. Anyway, it was about ten minutes before we go on, ten minutes, five minutes, something like that. Um, you know, we're in one of these trailers, and we we go to walk out, and the door is stuck. Oh my! <laughs> and we are just like, dude, this door is not opening. And I mean, this is like a real spinal tap moment. It, I mean, it, it could not have been scripted <laughs> any better. And we are sitting there pulling on this thing, and it is just not open. I mean, it is just locked and like dead bolted. And you know, <laughs> luckily there was a window, and we were like shouting out, and we were like, hey, hey, we're locked in here. <laughs> like, hey, we're like waving our arms out this window, and like, you know, get somebody. Oh my God. Were you and, trying to get to stage or something? Yeah. We were like, oh, about to, we were just like five minutes away from, you know, putting our guitars on and walking out and, you know, playing our song, our first song. And, and wow. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm stressed because, you know, here we are, these new guys in this, this, you know, very well-known band kind of coming back, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to make a great first impression. Um, and, you know, here we are dealing with this and I'm just like, holy shit, you know? So if I wasn't nervous before that, the the nerves yeah. were shot after that yeah that's a great way to rattle you before the set right exactly and so <laughs> finally eventually you know some some people come running over with you know you know radios and walkie talkies and keys and all this stuff and they're sitting there tr- frantically trying to get this door open you know none of the keys are working you know people are kind of standing around with their phones up get you know recording it i'm like okay <laughs> of course that's that's great and Holy uh shit. finally we had to crawl out of the window. Oh, wow. So we crawled out of the window. Oh my I think God. Ben went first. And then uh, I think I think I went second. And then he literally like carried me down off the window. Like it was so funny. I'm just like, hey, thanks, man. That is so good. <laughs> and uh, did you and make it on time? We finally got out and, you know, with like two minutes to spare, run over to the stage throw our guitars on and then of course you know you know we're, we're playing wireless i've got just horrible rf oh in, no in my ears and wireless and i'm just like dude this is not happening oh that's the worst and uh you know guitar tech runs over you know oh let me see your pack let me rescan it you know rescans it gets it gets it done um and luckily fixed it right before so Props, props to him. Props to Nick Teamy for getting that done. He was <laughs> uh, th- those wireless things. It, it, so often, do I just wish I, I consider just going back to being plugged in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's funny. And plus, you know, with those big festivals like that, you know, everybody's just fighting for the same space yeah. on that on that yeah you know, channel or signal or whatever. So it's tough. But uh, yeah, finally got it to work. Went out and played, and it was fine. But man, when that was done, I was just like. I think I just lost maybe a, a couple years of my life yeah. there with the stress. Jeez. Those festival shows, man, there's always – do you remember the – the? I think it was the day that we played together, that crazy storm that like oh, shut yeah. down the festival? Yeah, like later on in the day. I don't think I've ever seen a storm like that. I definitely have not. That, that was insane, I, like lightning every half a second. Yeah, it was – that was crazy. I, I remember the sky just looked green. It was like before, like before it hit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's I not that. normal. <laughs> I have a great video um, from that day, actually, of because I remember everyone backstage was kind of just hanging out in like I don't know some paved area, like a centrally located area right behind the stage. Yep. And everyone was outside looking at the sky, and I had just a video of myself wearing like this white floral shirt mm-hmm. and every single person like no exaggeration every single person like hundreds of people around me were all wearing black and looking up at the sky <laughs> a great video uh that's about note. right yeah yeah all right man well that, that's a great story that is a that's like a like a classic rock tour story just like can't get to the stage yeah, it's uh, and it's true. It's on video somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, man, that's great. All right, man. Well, listen, and thank you so much for spending your morning with us. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, anything that you want to shout out or, or share where people can find you, your music, uh, before we wrap up here? Um, sure, yeah. Um, you know, hey, by the way, 
I thank you so much for having me. Oh, I really absolutely. appreciate it, man. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, new, new single dream away is out now on, um, all the, uh, the digital outlets and, uh, there's going to be more tunes coming soon. Uh, I'm going to have the video for dream away here in about a week and a half, two weeks. Nice. So, uh, look out for that. Yeah. And, um, uh, end yeah. it our way. We'll make sure we post it up. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I will. for yeah. Sure. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, thank you again. Uh, and hopefully we, uh, get to kick it soon and play some shows. Oh, thank you. I hope so. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.